0: Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, we're going to begin 2 Chronicles today, but I'm not going to do a formal introduction. Um, as I mentioned when we introduced 1 Chronicles, the two were originally one book or one scroll, and uh, they've been broken into two books in the Christian Bible. There's still one book in the Jewish Bible, but the author is unknown. Um, As I said previously, it was probably written by Ezra. That's what um, most scholars believe. The timing of the writing coincides with the Jews returning from Babylonian and Persian captivity. So it was written approximately 450 BC. It's a compilation of historical narrative records concerning the leaders of Israel And part of the emphasis within the writing was the intent to remind the Jewish people of Israel's glory days, of Israel's history, of course, but also the great things that God had done previously uh, in Israel and for Israel because uh, these Jewish returning refugees were downhearted. They were coming back um, with great hopes and expectations, but they'd been through a lot. And so we resume today with 2 Chronicles, Chapter 1. Solomon, son of David, established himself firmly over his kingdom, for the Lord his God was with him and made him exceedingly great. Then Solomon spoke to all Israel, to the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, to the judges and to all the leaders in Israel, the heads of families. And Solomon and the whole assembly went to the high place at Gibeon, For God's tent of meeting was there, which Moses, the Lord's servant, had made in the wilderness. Now David had brought up the ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim to the place he had prepared for it, because he had pitched a tent for it in Jerusalem. But the bronze altar that Beaziel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, had made was in Gibeon, in front of the tabernacle of the Lord. So Solomon and the assembly inquired of him there. Solomon went up to the bronze altar before the Lord in the tent of meeting and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. That night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, "'Ask for whatever you want me to give you.' Solomon answered God, "'You have shown great kindness to David my father and have made me king in his place. Now, Lord God, let your promise to my father David be confirmed.' For you have made me king over a people who are as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this people, for who is able to govern this great people of yours? God said to Solomon, Since this is your heart's desire, and you have not asked for wealth, possessions, or honor, nor for the death of your enemies, and since you have not asked for a long life but for wisdom and knowledge, to govern my people over whom I've made you king. Therefore, wisdom and knowledge will be given to you. And I will also give you wealth, possessions, and honor, such as no king who was before you ever had, and none after you will ever have. Then Solomon went to Jerusalem from the high place at Gibeon, from before the tent of meeting, and he reigned over Israel. Solomon accumulated chariots and horses, He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horses, which he kept in the chariot cities and also with him in Jerusalem. The king made silver and gold as common in Jerusalem as stones, and cedar as plentiful as sycamore fig trees in the foothills. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and from Kew. The royal merchants purchased them from Kew at the current price. They imported a chariot from Egypt at 600 shekels of silver and a horse for 150 shekels. They also exported them to all the kings of the Hittites and the Arameans. And so we begin our study on 2 Chronicles with the son of David, King Solomon, firmly established over his kingdom. And in fact, the text says he was established and the Lord his God was with him and made him exceedingly great. And so this is early on. Solomon and uh, his whole entourage go up to Gibeon. This is where the tabernacle of Moses was located. And we read in the text from verse 4, Now David had brought up the ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim to the place he had prepared for it because he had pitched a tent for it in Jerusalem. So David had moved the ark from the tabernacle of Moses up to Jerusalem. But the rest of the sacrificial system remained in Gibeon. And the bronze altar and so forth was there. So Solomon wanted to make sacrifices to the Lord. In verse 6, Solomon went up to the bronze altar at Gibeon, I'm putting that in quotes, it's not in the text, before the Lord in the tent of meeting and offered a thousand bird offerings on it. So Solomon has his first encounter, personal encounter with God. Verse 7, that night God appeared to Solomon. Now I want to just pause right there. In 1 Kings chapter 3, there's a parallel account of these events. First Kings explains that God appeared to Solomon in a dream. Here it just says God appeared to Solomon. Now, why am I making the distinction? Because it is just as legitimate for God to appear to him in a dream as it is for God to appear to him visually uh, in his waking hours. And so an encounter with God can happen in a dream. It happened to Solomon. Uh, it can happen to you. But the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream, and he said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Now, we know this was really the Lord because a genuine spiritual transaction takes place. So Solomon answered God, you have shown great kindness to David, my father, and you've made me king in his place. Now, Lord God, let your promise to my father David be confirmed, for you have made me king over a people who are as numerous as the dust of the earth. And this is his specific prayer request now. Give me wisdom and knowledge so that I may lead this people. For who is able to govern this great people? Now, friends, that's an honorable prayer request for any leader. Give me wisdom and knowledge so that I may lead this people. That's a great prayer request. We'll pray that at the end over our own leaders. And then God responded to Solomon, Since this is your heart's desire, and you've not asked for wealth, possessions, or honor, and you've since you've not asked for a long life, but you've asked for wisdom and knowledge to govern my people. Therefore, wisdom and knowledge will be given to you. And I will also give you wealth, possessions, and honor, such as no king who was before you ever had, and none after you will ever have. Now, let's just pause a second on that promise. He's going to give Solomon wisdom and knowledge like no king ever had before him, and no king will ever have after him. And then he adds to that wealth, possessions, and honor. So Solomon was going to be a very, very blessed man, extraordinarily so. And so immediately after this um, dream encounter, or this encounter with Yahweh, the text tells us that Solomon began to accumulate wealth. He gathered uh, 1,400 chariots, 12,000 horses. And verse 15 says, The king made silver and gold as common in Jerusalem as stones. Now this, of course, was not the... Uh, the greatest thing that occurred. God gave Solomon extraordinary wisdom and knowledge. And we'll read as we go forward that um, the kings of the earth came to seek him out for his knowledge. He had wisdom and knowledge concerning not just the things of the Lord, but in the natural order, in the created order, concerning animals and insects and um, nature, and all manner of things he got wisdom and knowledge downloaded from the Lord. And so, I want to pray for that kind of um, impartation for us, the wisdom and knowledge part. I don't care so much about the wealth, possessions, and honors, but I do pray for wisdom and knowledge. And I, I ask that we would have that for our government leaders as well. So, first, God, for your people, those who know you and those who love you, those who are listening and those who aren't, I pray that you would give us wisdom and knowledge from on high. God, teach us your ways, show us your ways. Show us how to draw closer to you and live more aligned to your purposes as they are spelled out in your word. And God, we pray for our political leaders, that you would give them your wisdom and knowledge so that they may lead your people in the ways that you desire. God, even those that don't know you, we pray for godly wisdom and godly knowledge and a godly yearning to lead your people in the way they should go and to protect your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.